Direct from Music City, USA, this is live from Nashville. 1973. It was 1973 in Nashville, just off 16th Avenue. Just a bunch of old Texas boys trying to rhyme a line or two. Somehow we'd all escaped college and wound up there on Music Row. From East Texas and West Texas and Houston, Lubbock and San Antonio. We were trying to see the world through Dylan's eyes. We were going to be Texas stars under those Nashville skies. be poets sitting there in that IHOP booth. Some of us go sleep over at Guy Clark's or sleep over at Marshall Bruce. Just like being in the Roaring Twenties in Paris, I remember somebody said. Figured it was a Christopherson quote or someone Steve Earle had read. Living on fried bologna and curly fries. We were Texas stars under Nashville skies. We'd pitch our songs to Waylon while they played pinball in some corner bar. We'd go play writer's night at the exit inn and try to score at the old Lone Star. We'd work half a day at the car wash and then make rounds on Music Road. Strapped on our guitars like six guns in an old-time cowboy show. Sometimes we're down and sometimes we were high. But we were all Texas stars under Nashville skies. The summer turned into fall. We started hustling for our souls. Trying to make any kind of deal that would keep us from the cold. The letters we wrote back home never warmed our parents' ears. And the ladies by our side, well, they'd be gone before the coming year. No ticket, no laundry, no family ties. But we were all Texas stars under Nashville skies. Some of us moved down to Austin. Man, there were some great places down there to play. Some of us were holding publishing hand grenades, and so we chose to stay. Some hung fire with our words, and others just whistled in the wind. Some of us figured out how to become hacks, and some refused to bend. But we swore we'd never put on suits or ties. Dusted 
off our bridges just one sweet year in time. We were all Texas stars under national sky. It was 1973 in Nashville, just off 16th Avenue. Just a bunch of old Texas boys trying to rhyme a line or two. Well, that's a good friend, Mr. Alan Chapman. The song is 1973. And welcome to today's Live from Nashville. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me is my beautiful singer-songwriter wife, Miss Mary Kay. Hey, Mary Kay. Well, hello. I'm so excited about today's show. Well, I'm excited as well. So let's just kind of jump right into things and let everybody know who our first guest is. Why don't you introduce Helene, dear? Well, I'm just going to say that it's Helene Cronin, and uh, she is a Texas-bred singer-songwriter. And uh, and actually, we've kind of picked that first song out there as a tribute to her. You know, Alan yes. was talking about these Texas singer-songwriters that were in Music City. But uh, we're going to take a listen to a great song from her album, Landmarks. It's one that's called Cross the River. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Helene Cronin today on Live from Nashville. Tried to build a bridge, but I came up short. Tried to row a boat, but I broke the oars.
you. Welcome to live from Nashville, Helene. Um, are you calling us from? Are you are you from Texas today? I am in Texas today. I was in Nashville last week, but I got home um, and I'm fielding radio interviews and just uh, enjoying having this record out there finally. And that well, track is one great... of my favorites. But thank you, thank you for opening with that. Oh, I love, love, and the production is just beautiful. This this album is really, really wonderful. The album is Landmarks. We're going to be playing songs from um, Helene's new album today, and um, getting to 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 talk to you and visit with you. Um, you are um, a wonderful, fine songwriter. I've had an opportunity to write with you and with our good friend Andy Renfrey. And um, yes. this is. What number album is this for you, studio album? Oh, well, I had, you know, I have, I've been recording for a while, um, but it had been a long time before I came back in 2014 with an EP. So I had one EP of six songs in 2014, another EP of seven songs in 2015, and then I had a four-year wait until Old Ghosts and Lost Causes, which was my first full-length album in a long time. Um, and then yes. due to COVID and other reasons, we had to wait until uh, this year to release Landmarks. So, uh, you know, four four serious projects um, since 2014. Oh, really beautiful job on this album. Um, now, did you do a lot of the recording here in Nashville then? Yes, all of it. On um, In fact, those four, the, EP, the two EPs and the two full-length records, we're all done in Nashville. And it's just, a, you know, it's an incredible community of players and musicians, and there's a sound you get there and a, an efficiency of studio time. You know, these guys come in and they're ready to go. So it's been a lot of fun. I know you're in I, Texas. I know you're in Texas. But we're going to kind of lay claim on you in Nashville, too, because I think you spend about half your time back here, don't you? Almost. It feels like half my time. Um, I'm probably there a week to 10 days out of every month. And I've been doing that pace since 2013. Before then, it was five to six times a year. But when I, you know, there was a point in time where I told my husband, if I'm going to live outside of Nashville and still try to pursue this, you know, writing for the commercial country market, then I have to be there every month and I have to make those trips count. And so since 2013, it's been a monthly deal. All right, so you're almost a semi-native anyway, so we're happy yeah. to have you here in Nashville. <laughs> Thank you. I do have you're a very there, and it's, you know, it's a great, great writing space, and it was wonderful to have Mary Kay come over and write with Andy, and so I love, I love my time up there. Well, we love having you in Nashville. So tell us a little bit about Thank Landmarks. You. We're going to get ready to play that in just a minute, the title cut for the album. Okay. Yeah, Landmarks, um, the album is, uh, I think, a, a step up from everything. I mean, everything that I've done in the past, it's a bigger, heavier album. It's got heavier themes and bigger production, as you heard on Cross That River, way more layered uh, background yeah. parts. We had a lot of fun with backgrounds this time. Um, Landmarks, the song, came from a memory that I had of uh, growing up on Long Island um, my dad had a boat, and our family spent a lot of time on that boat. But as one of five kids, I didn't often get time alone with 
one of my parents, but my favorite thing was when my dad would take me out on the boat. He would let me steer. He'd point things out on shore as we were, you know, sailing along and um, telling me where we were, orienting me to land. And it took me being an adult, I guess, is what I say in concerts, to unpack that memory and go, you know, he wasn't just telling me where I was in the world. I think he was trying to make sure that his kids always knew how to find their way home. So I took that idea into my friend Ava Page, um, who at the time was 16 years old when we wrote that song. Wow. And I told her about that memory. I know. She's incredible. She's an incredible young artist. Um, but I told her about that memory, and her dad used to take her fishing, to, and still does. Her dad is still with us. My dad has passed on. But uh, we just related to that idea and connected over that idea. And I love the I love what she brought to it. And I love that she was willing to dive into that idea with me. When we wrote it, I had no idea that it would become as important a song to me as it is. And and that it eventually, as we started figuring out what songs are going to go on this album, that it almost unanimously, everybody that heard the songs was like, that needs to be your title track. Wow. wow. Well, let's take a listen to Landmarks and our audience around the world can determine if it maybe brings something home to them as far as the landmark in their life as well. Our very special guest today is Helene Cronin. My father used to take me fishing Set off early in the morning with a bucket of minnows and a couple of poles. He says, see that beach, remember that island, that water tower, that line of pines. Don't need a map to get to that fishing hole. And those are the signs that'll guide us home. When you get away from what you know, feel a little lost and a lot alone. If the water is deep, the waves are getting high. When all you want to do is turn around, retrace your steps to solid ground, you can find your way back from wherever you are. By looking for the Looking 
porch light The Bible verse that comes to mind The call from mama asking where have you been Memories that make you turn around Retrace your steps to solid ground You can find your way back from wherever It's Helene Cronin, and uh, the CD just released yesterday, and I believe you have a CD release party a little bit later today. Where will that be? Yes, I do. It's um, from 6 to 8 p.m. It's an early show at a venue called Six Springs Tavern in Richardson, Texas. That's in the Dallas area. Um, We're doing it on the early side so that the venue can uh, still have a rock and roll show after us, but we are going to do our... Uh, my friend Scott Sean White is going to be there with me, and we're going to do our usual song swap. And I'm going to play acoustically through every song on the album in the order that they appear. Wow. It'll be my first time to do that. Wow. Some of these songs I haven't played out yet, believe it or not. So I'm excited to <laughs> showcase them tonight. I started to say I bet you're kind of excited to get to do that. Do experience. I am. I am. Yes, yeah. and I know I've got a lot of our faithful fans coming. You know, we've got an event on Facebook. It's on my website, uh, the details, too, which people can find. Um, but we're hoping for a really good turnout and just kind of have a little celebration. This album has been a, over a year and a half in the making, and it's a relief to have it have it out there in the world. Well, I guess, uh, I guess COVID kind of set everybody back just a little bit as far as timelines things happening it did it's uh you know none of us i don't i don't like to give covid much credit for anything so i try to avoid even mentioning it but it has been <laughs> it has been a, a little bit of an obstacle for most of us to regroup get back the momentum that we had going and you know start booking shows again and well we've been doing that for a while but you know just getting back into the groove and not yeah. letting it take away any more than it already has well, we're going to take a listen to another song from the album Landmarks. It's called What Do You Lean On? And uh, and a good friend of ours, Andy Renfrey, was one of the co-writers on this. Tell us a little bit about this song. Well, I love writing with Andy Renfrey, and she came in to a write with uh, me and a girl named Deidre Thornell, who also lives in Nashville and is a recording artist. And Andy had this title, and we both loved it, and it's, it sort of takes – I think what I would say is a life-defining question. What do you lean on when when you have uh, trials? What you know? What can hold the weight of our heaviest burdens? And so we explored that. We asked the question. We and we. I mean, I think everybody has a go-to. I just think it needs to be something that's worthy of our faith, the faith that we put in it. So that was that's the background on that song. It's one that I All play right. out almost every time I play anywhere. This is What Do You Lean On? It is another great song from Landmarks. 
And again, our special guest today is Celine Cronin. writing songs because I came out of a church background and leading worship and uh, my first three full-length CDs that I ever did uh, were in the contemporary Christian genre and while I don't write for that genre specifically I still am a believer and I find that my faith informs a lot of my songwriting now 
not every single song has has a touch of that in it, but people have said they see a thread of it on on this record. And uh, but yes, I write for the commercial country market mostly, and then a lot of my personal songs end up falling into the folk Americana genre. So that's kind of where I see myself these days. As you listen to what you lean on, you can tell there's a faith-based uh, uh, thread there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you you do feel that in that 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 song and the lyrics that you put in it without being overbearing. It's just really, um, I love the contemporary elements of that song. It really does make you think. Thank you. Well, I never like to preach in songs. You know, I might have a message in a song, but I sure don't want it to come across heavy handed or um, like I have all the answers because I don't. And, uh, but I, I process a lot through songwriting and that song helped, helped me process and I hope it does other people, too. Well, there are some great songs that are on this album. And uh, uh, one of these, that I'm going to be able to get to as many songs as I'd like to today because of time. But uh, one of the great songs that you've got on the album is Just a Woman. And uh, and mm. uh, you've got some pretty strong artists that yes. shared yes. the mic with you well, on that, that one. Yes, Matt King is my producer, and he is with Heidi Newfield. And when it came time to uh, record that song, we knew we wanted to have an outro choir, a big, more than gang vocals, almost like a gospel choir. And I only wanted female voices on it because of the nature and the topic of that song. So Heidi went to work, and she got Wendy Moten, who recently was on The Voice, and Wendy's singing partner, Vicki Hampton. They do a lot of background vocals together. And then Shelly Fairchild, my friend, up there and Heidi and they came in and did the big choir vocals on that song that just took it over the top. Well, again, it is a, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that song organically did really well on Spotify. So it's up over 7,000 streams in the first few weeks, which for me, that's a lot. Wow. 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 Well, it is exciting, and and again, the uh, album release party is tonight in Richardson, Texas. Yes. And uh, you want to be sure and make that out there. And and that was where was it? Where was it taking place? Well, it's a place called Six Springs Tavern in Richardson, Texas. And in case people don't know, my name is very difficult. In case they don't know how to find my website, it's Helene Cronin. H e l e n e C-R-O-N-I-N, those are all N like Nancy's, um, dot com. And you can find all the info there uh, about everything that I'm doing. Well, you've got a great website. You've got a great website. You can find your schedule. And uh, I just happened to notice that you're going to be at the Bluebird a couple of times coming up before too long. Yes. Yes, February. I actually have two times at the Bluebird in one week. That has never happened. <laughs> I, I, I look wow. at that. Is that right? Is that actually happening? Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, I booked my own show, and then I was invited into another round, and then they just happened to be in the same week. So uh, cool. Feels, that is cool. Feels, so yeah. two opportunities to see Helene at the Bluebird in February, and uh, be sure to check out her website. And uh, get the music, but get the album. It is really great. And I wish we'd had more time to play more music today. But uh, we well, look forward you. to having you come back. We 
really would like to have you back. Well, I would love to do that. I appreciate you both, Gary and Mary Kay. Thank you for having me on today. Well, well you are very you so welcome. Much. You are very welcome. We're going to close the, out this segment with another. Go ahead, Mary Kay. I was just going to say congratulations. The album is truly special. It's really beautiful. Your vocals and the production, the songwriting, um, those songs hold their own. I, whether you have the beautiful instrumentations that you do on the album, but I bet acoustic with just you and those songs is amazing as well. So congrats. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, you are very welcome. Look forward to having you back. And we're going to close out this segment with another song from the CD. It's called Between Me and the Road. And again, this was another co-write with uh, with our buddy Andy Renfrey. Uh, anything you'd like to say about this before we leave? Oh, I just needed to put something that had a little bit of Texas flavor on the record. And again, Andy came in with this title, and we thought, you know, this life on the road, it's not a normal life, but it, it's um, – there are, you know, some not so glamorous aspects of living on the road, and Andy and I had a lot of fun <laughs> writing this song and just being a little bit humorous with it. So I, I had to tone thought, some of it down for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I thought our audience out there that are in the music business might appreciate this one. But uh, again, Helene, thank you so much. And this is between me oh, and the thank road. Y'all. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Helene Cronin, and uh, Mary Kay, she was a ton of fun to have on the show. Yes. Love yes. this of her. What a, what, a great, what a great talent she is. Well, she's a great talent, and again, the CD is Landmark, and, uh, and it is now available, so be sure and pick that up uh, wherever you buy music, and visit her website as well. That's Helene, H-E-L-E-N-E, Cronin, C-R-O-N-I-N, but a a cool girl. We did not mention earlier who our next guest is on the show, did we? We didn't, but we've got a very special guest. Well, we do have, and we're just kind of waiting for him to get on the line right now, but uh, a couple of years ago, when you came to Nashville for a visit, one of the, well, I guess he was, the first person that you wrote with in Nashville was yes. Wood Newton. And, yes. <laughs> uh What kind of treat was that? That was amazing. Uh, Wood Newton is really a living legend and uh, among songwriters here in Nashville. He's a Nashville-based songwriter, and he's written lots of hits, which you will hear on the show today. And so my my first songwriting session, uh, you were with me. You helped line that up, and we were at the historic RCA building there near Music Row and got to write a beautiful song in what's called the Magic Room. It's the Chet Atkins Room there at the RCA building, and everything is has been restored to its um, to its it's glory, 1960s, 1970s glory, you know, with um, the furnishings, um, the lighting. It's an extraordinary room to be able to ride in and uh, just had a great experience riding with wood. Well, it was it was a lot of fun doing that, and I enjoyed sitting in and watching. But uh, one of the cool things is as we were getting some of these songs together to, to share with the audience today, was the very first song that we're going to play. And it's one called Bobby Sue. I think this song came out about 1982. And uh, Mary Kay, you've met my nephew, Josh, I think. Yes. So when Josh was a little big guy, about six years old, he used to stand up on the hearth at mother and dad's house, and he would sing this song. And it was like, Bobby Sue, Bobby Sue, you know, and it was like hilarious watching yes. do that. But uh, this is a song that Wood wrote, and it's been recorded by the Oak Ridge Boys and a lot of other folks. But uh, while Wood is getting ready to call in, and I think he'll be calling in in just a few minutes, let's take a listen to Bobby Sue. It's by the Oak Ridge Boys, written by Mr. Newt, our guest today on Live from Nashville.
Well, that's Bobby by the Oak Ridge Boys, and uh, Wood Newton is actually trying to call in and is having some trouble. He said all the circuits are busy, and uh, so I'm going to try to reach out and call him, but right now we're going to take a listen to another one of the songs that he was the writer on, and it's one called 20 Years Ago. It was recorded by Kenny Rogers, and some others have as well. But we're going to take a listen to that, and then I will give Wood a call and see if we can get connected, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Live from Nashville. It's been a long time since I've walked through this old town. Oh, how the memories start to and there's the old movie house They finally closed it down You could find me there Every Friday night Twenty years ago I worked the counter at the drugstore down the street But nobody's left there I would know On Saturday mornings That's where all my friends would be You'd be surprised What a dime would buy Life was so much easier 20 years ago. I guess I should stop by Mr. Johnson's hardware store. His only son was my friend Joe. Joined the army back in 1964. How could we know he would never come back?
Well, that's uh, Kenny Rogers 20 years ago, and after some difficulty, we finally got connected with Mr. Wood Newton. Hey, Wood. All right. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How- I look- I love I love those final notes of that song, man. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. amazing. Oh, it was man, a beautiful was so song. It was yeah. a beautiful song. But uh, <laughs> yeah, while we were while we were waiting, we got in uh, uh, Bobby Sue, and I was telling the story about oh, my nephew who used to sing that when he was a little guy, and now oh, he's yeah, forty you know something. <laughs> Hey, you know, it really did because it was because it rocked and and you know what the the title uh, was is, is what's the first word that a baby says Baba, Baba, <laughs> you know. And my my co-writer on the song had a new baby, and that's as I think I think he tells that's where he he got the you know got the idea. So oh, wow. anyway. Well, 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 we're glad to have you joining us today. And, of course, Mary Kay's on on with us. Mary Kay, you want to say hey? Okay. Hey, Mary Kay. Hey. hey. Yes. We're just, you know, I, I we've so enjoyed listening to these songs as we've gotten ready for the show today and just so excited to talk to you about songwriting. Well, okay, cool. Well, I was in the middle of one as we, as we, um, so I, we, and by the way, the great Harlan Howard, man, I got to know him, you know, and guess what? He just got a, a whole album of his songs done by the great Willie Nelson. Oh, really? Wow. wow. You, yes. Well, the bills are all due and my baby does shoes because I'm busted. <laughs> Cutting it down to a quarter of a pound and I'm busted. Man, I'm busted. I wish I'd have written that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, it's out. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. But anyway, back to and he always said if if you can't get done by noon, you're doing something wrong. So well, we we're not we must be doing. We're down to about we're about to to, to two lines. And by the way, it's a it's it's with a, a young gospel artist, and the song is called "What If Jesus Had Been a Cowboy." Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I like that title. Yeah, okay. we so we use a lot of that cowboy imagery. You know, we, you know, there's a place called Bethlehem, Texas. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so, that is true. Oh, anyway, we got him, of, we got him born. Yeah, go ahead. Now I just start to say, speaking of cowboys, a good friend of ours loves riding with you, and that's Joni Harms. Yes, out in Oregon. Oh my God. She is a cow, cow born and raised on a, on a family a farm uh, that's been in the family for generations. And you know yeah, we wrote it's a Century Farm. Uh, you got we wrote on Chris Ledoux a, a hit called "You Got a Cowboy Up When You Get Throwed Down." Oh heard yeah. Back in the saddle, as soon as you yeah. hit the ground, you heard that the tough get going. When the going gets tough, round here all we say is. Son, you got a cowboy up. Cowboy up. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. Great song. There's other but, ways to cowboy up, and that's just by, you know, wearing a hat and with no cattle. <laughs> that's right. A hat, yeah. Big hat, no cattle. Big hat, no cattle. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was telling folks while we were while we were getting connected with you that a couple of years ago, Mary Kay came to Nashville to 
visit with me before we got married. And the first person she got to write with in Nashville was you. And that was well, yeah, the RCA Studios. Yeah, in the, in the in the chat's old office, and that's where yeah. I'm talking to you from right now. Yeah, man. All right. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, that 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 kind of feels familiar so, then. That kind of feels. Familiar. They call it. It it's they got it's got a new name. It's called the Magic Room. And man, you know, there's a lot of magic that's happened here. Not just since I've been here, but you know, a lot of a lot of yeah. deals were signed here. Uh, Miss Dolly signed her contract here, and then. Went on to write yeah. Jolene and I, I will always love you. Woo. Wow, 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 wow. You know, yeah, I got, my partner, I... my partner, let me tell you about the My partner's in the studio, one of my partners. I have multiple guys that that share the expense of our little two. I've got just a small project studio on the same floor down the hall here. And uh, Mike Loudermilk is the, uh, he's my one-man band. His daddy was John D. Loudermilk, the famous, he was famous yeah. for writing Abilene yeah. and, yeah. you know, Kiss Me Each Morning for a Million Years and, and everything. And by the way, so so he got a song of his cut called called Turn Me On and by Nina Simone, who's a black artist, Nina yeah. Simone. And then, yeah. and then, like fifty years later, Nora Jones put it on her debut album, which sold twenty six million so far, at least or more. Wow. Oh wow! And so, man, that's that's what a great that's what song a great song will do, and it's kind of what we're all looking for. And you know, man, I, uh, it's been twenty one years since I co-wrote "Writing with Private Malone," and I, you know, I got David Ball to record that, and it's really become one of those classics, you know, it really has. And it's, it's still it just out there, you know, doing so well, you know, why in don't, since you mentioned that, why, since, since you mentioned that, why don't we play that right now and come well, back well, cool. and, and talk more okay. with Wood Newton today on live from Nashville. I was just out of the service, thumbing through the classifieds, when in that that said old Chevy somehow caught my eye. The lady didn't know the year, or even if it ran, but I had that thousand dollars in my hand. It was way back in the corner of this old ramshackle barn. With 30 years of dust and dirt on that green army tarp And when I pulled the cover off, it took away my breath What she called a Chevy was a 66 Corvette I felt a little guilty as I counted out the bills What a thrill I got when I sat behind the wheel I opened up the glove box and that's when I found the note. The date was 1966 and this is what he wrote. He said, my name is Private Andrew Malone. And if you're reading this, then I didn't make it home. But for every dream that shattered, another one comes true. 
there were 12 out of 58,000 young men who got killed in that war in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of them that had cars waiting on them, you know, and uh, they weren't as glamorous as a 66 yeah. Corvette. But, you know, we were talking about kids, kids, man, this song is up, even though it was, even though it was it had a touching thing about a guy that didn't come back, it was also exciting about a guy. And, and every car nut wants to find those classic yeah. cars that have been sitting around, you know. And uh, well, it's amazing. Well, the way the song, the way the song moves along to, does feel like a driving song. With that driving, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It does feel like so. you are actually, as you're listening to the song, riding with Private Malone as well. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, uh, you know, I this time that. when I listen, I, when I listen to it this cool. time, I I thought of your voice, and were you mm-hmm. tempted at some point to just record this? Because I could tell that you would sing, you sing well, this. I've never heard you sing it live, but I bet you. Sound great well, I do, and and my version. If you go if you go to any of the streaming sites and look me up with Newton writing with Private Malone, you find my version of it. Uh, so, and you know what, David Bond is truly a great artist and writer himself, and so he took the raw material that we had and he he really made it his own. And and all I do now when I play it is I try try to do it. The way he did it, because he really, <laughs> it's got some, it's got some passing chords, this sus chords. I don't know if y'all, for people that yeah, don't uh-huh. know music, you know, and, I, and I'm, you know, by the way, I'm like so many really great hit songwriters. I'm not classically trained. I can't read notes, you know, or uh-huh. write them down, but I, I've got a, an ear and I know, you know, I, I did, uh, you know, I know when to, but I've taught myself through the years, you know, how to how to play right. guitar, and even on, I even played, I even taught myself in the '80s after I'd already had had some hits. I wanted to learn the piano. I grew up with a piano in my house, but I always looked at the, looked at it like 88 ways of going wrong. <laughs> 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 but. Anyway, I taught myself. The first song I wrote on piano was called "I Can See Arkansas," and the great Ann Murray recorded that. David Ball recorded it. Uh, about wow. a dozen other people wow. recorded it. You know, and it's, it hasn't been a hit yet, a uh, big radio hit. Steve Warner was the first one to to put it out, and and uh, in some places like Arkansas, they played it like instead of his hits. And <laughs> but go ahead, back to your question. So. Anyway, well, you're from Arkansas, so that's that's interesting. That's well, true. I was yeah. going to ask mm-hmm. about, I was going to write about your co-write with Tom and this particular song, "Riding with Private Malone." Who? How did mm-hmm. the how did the idea of the song come? And when you were writing it, in the, in the process of writing it, did you know how special it was? Well, I tell you, it wasn't wasn't one of those where we were done by noon. No, in fact, he had he had seen. Uh, it was right when people started having websites and this guy had a Corvette that he loved so much that he wrote that he made his own website. I I think I have that record of that somewhere. And, wow. and so Tom, Tom actually had the idea of, of, uh, even the name Malone and because it rhymes with home, 
by the way, there were 13 Malones that got killed in Vietnam. Oh, wow. I look. I got to go to the wall, and what a movie experience it was. After I'd already written a song, I wanted to see if there was an Andrew Malone, but I found an Andrew and a, did a rubbing and a, and a Malone, and we sent that out with our with our. And we sent that out to radio, but uh, back to the thing. Wow. We, we we started and started telling the story, and it took a while uh, to get it right. And really, the song has has. Uh, the three minor three minor chords, you know, that it goes to, and I didn't realize later until I went back and learned the, the streets of Laredo. It's got the same number of chord minor chords that the streets of Laredo has, you know, and that's another Death Valley where you know the guy is dying is, yeah. is the one that's telling the story, you know. But anyway. You get you get to write. One of the interesting things we did, which is sort of like breaking the rules, is the first chorus is what the note said, and then the second, the other choruses says, you know, it was that young man named Private Malone, you know. So it from it changes from the point of view, you know what I mean? Yes, I hadn't noticed that. You do yeah. very often. We, you know, kind of a. You, most of the time, you want the chorus to do the same, but the, you know, all these. One, one rule about songwriting is there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, but uh, anyway, there you go. So. So. Um, it's did just you, one of those things, and then look, the it's, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. As we were writing <laughs> it, at, you know when. You know, the one key thing was that when we finally got for every dream that shatters, another one comes true. Man. Yeah. That's, yeah. you got to have, that's the killer line. Yeah. You know. It is. And that was when we got that, you know. Uh, and really, when we did finally get it, man, there were times, and by the way, I, and I think I've told this in some other interviews before, I, I had a car right for the public library and I went and got the coffee table book for Corvettes and we picked out the, that 66 Corvette convertible <laughs> they don't make wow. cars any better than that, looking at that it was so classic you know yeah anyway so so yeah it took we covered a lot of bases with that and by the way the song is over four minutes long you know so a lot of times for radio hits hey all of Chuck Berry's Hits were around two minutes. You know, people with people yeah, with yeah. short attention span. But obviously, it was compelling people to listen to it, and they get lost in the story. I mean, you know, so that's what a good story Definitely. does. It takes you, it takes you into another world, and, and you know all that. You know, that's why we listen. Well, so. that was exactly my question because you did break another kind of a Nashville rule is having a song that was a little longer. And as I was listening yeah. to it, I thought. Logically, you really could have finished that song before the bridge <laughs> and last chorus. Right. You know, you really could have. It would have yeah. still been a cool song. But then you built that bridge in with a fiery crash. And, oh, my gosh, it yeah. takes you to a whole new level of emotion. <laughs> and um, right. Hey, we got some you know, you, I can't believe y'all wrecked that car. <laughs> <laughs> 
wrecked it. You really le- you I know you it. Could I know just- it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyway, whatever it was, we did we did something right though. Anyway, that was that. You know. You guys are breaking my heart because when I was doing <laughs> a a friend of mine, his dad owned a moving company up in Indiana, and we drove up for the weekend and coming back through Fort Campbell, a snowy night, and some soldier ran out of a car and right inside of his 66 Corvette. That was the end of that. That kind of makes me sad. Oh, my God. You're kidding <laughs> No, that was the end of it. We had to take we had to take a bus back to Nashville. Uh, oh my God! Beautiful hey, well, car. Here's another story. You know, on the 50th anniversary, we were out up on tour, and we went we went up to the Corvette Museum in, in Bowling Green, which later had a had a uh, what do you call it? The the floor fell out. Sinkhole. Sinkhole. Yeah. yeah. Out and but one of the Corvettes. I mean, a bunch of them were really hurt bad, but one of them fell into the hole and was kind of was kind of unscratched. And I said, "That's the one uh, Private Malone was sleeping in after court. <laughs> <laughs> he, he must have had Private Malone in that, uh, <laughs> that one." Oh, hey, Wood, let me ask you. Let mm-hmm. me ask you a question. I was I was going through some information and. Uh, uh, you wrote or, or co-wrote a, uh, a play or a movie called The Soldier's Song. It was music of the Civil War. That's right. You ever I read? co-wrote. Oh, man, I, you know what? I do, and I sleep good. <laughs> but you know what we did? That was pretty easy to do. I, I Also, I'm a history buff, and so my friend who I'm writing with today, Daniel Johnson, is professor of history. Uh, Professor of Speech and, and and Public Relations at Columbia State University, which is in Columbia, Tennessee, and that is the home county of a guy named Sam Watkins, who was a private who fought in, I mean, like a dozen major battles, man, all the way from up in Antietam to Shiloh to to the Battle of Franklin to the Battle of Nashville. Shot wow. two battles in Nashville, uh, Pete Shorter Hill. No. But anyway, we do. We have a cast of a fiddle player and a banjo player and a guitar, and, and we do the songs that would have been sung by the soldiers. And by the way, every company had a band. They had yeah. music to to fight by, you know. Yeah. And one of the things that is really, really, uh, by the way, the song Orally. It's yeah. the melody to "Love Me Tender," the big one of Elvis's first hits. Yeah. So we wow. talk about that that song, and we talk about "Home Sweet Home," which was before the Battle of Murfreesboro, the Stone River. The battle it was late at night in the middle of winter, and one band started playing that song, and instead of all of them fighting, trying to think, all of them. Within hearing distance, started played together, played the song yeah. together, both sides. Both sides. And yeah. then the next day, in the next day, they got up and killed seven thousand of each other, or something like that. Amazing. But it's a pretty powerful thing. And uh, in, anyway, we will be glad to come perform it at your school or university or whatever. The last time we did it was at the 
the Franklin United Methodist Church, and they have a big sanctuary that where they do music, and they decided to do it. And it was like the weekend after the history of the, the Battle of Franklin, which was also one of the bloodiest battles of all, yeah. of all wars. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's, that's just another sideline thing. I, I like to, whatever comes across my, you know, my path, I I write about it. I uh, Oh, man, I wrote a really good song yesterday, and I'll tell you what it is, and it's from, it's called Dream. I saw that I was in the doctor's office getting my blood checked, and there was a, it was like a little bumper sticker they had over there. Dreams only work if you do. Wow. Dream. And wow. So, you know. So you've been you've been waiting, anticipating for your time to come around when your dreams and hopes go up in smoke, and you and you let them let you down. You can get upset if they haven't happened yet, wondering if they are ever coming true. But dreams only work if you do. So, you know, there you go. I mean, you can take a title from anywhere. If you wanted to, you could write White Christmas. You, nobody <laughs> owns – it's fair to write any song and then, you know, any title. And don't worry about saying something's never been said because it's all been said just about. So, <laughs> you know, that's my thing is it kind of frees you up to know and and, and – to be different, just to be different is not a good idea. I mean, there's, all you need is Harlan, Harlan Howard says his country music is three chords and the truth, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's really yeah. still possible to do that, you know. Okay. Well, you have anyway. been and are a phenomenal writer and have written so many well, hit songs you. and co-written so many hit songs with so many folks that we just couldn't even – began to touch all of them but we want to well, get to one more that, yeah go ahead okay cool no go ahead well i said one of the things when you've been in as long as i have been doing it professionally for over 40 years if you write two songs a week that's a thousand songs a year that's that's 40 oh that's four thousand songs you know i was born by the way the same my hero one of my songwriting heroes is Dolly Parton, and she claims she's written about four four thousand songs, and I believe her. But wow. most of hers were by herself. But um, anyway, we were born the same year, by the way. I'm not. She she's just had her birthday, and mine's not until September. But anyway, I'm still here, and I'm so glad she is. Okay, go ahead. You, I'm you, glad you got, glad gonna, you both are. I'm glad you both are. Uh, one of my things. So let's. How about more me? <laughs> no, you said you had okay. one more song. Yeah, I've yeah. got one more song, and I and I just wanted to I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to to join us. And I'm sorry that it was so difficult getting connected uh, today. Well, me too. I hope we hope we didn't um, interrupt somebody else's schedule. But anyway. Well, okay. we we got in we got in some extra songs while we were waiting to get connected, so that was that was okay. Oh, good. Okay, but right. um, it all worked but this, out. It did work out, <laughs> but uh, and I hope you and Mary Kay get together and write again because it, yeah, well, I hope we do too. I'm, I'm planning on it. Got all right. It. Yes, definitely. Right. But uh, but this so, this last song that we want to get to 
is one that Steve Warner did. You mentioned Steve a little bit earlier. Right, a multi-talented yeah. musician. I mean, he's such a talented musician himself. Yeah, and one of Chet's, one of Chet's uh, certified guitar players. Wow. wow. Chet Atkins had a, had a little thing. He had some of his favorite players, and he said, certified guitar player. <laughs> well, I believe it. Well, Steve is one of them, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But this song is uh, uh, What I Didn't Do. Tell us a little bit about that yeah. one before we have to go. Wow. Well, first of all, I co-wrote it with Michael Noble, who is the guitar player now in the Grand Ole Opry Band. And, and then he's also plays uh, on the Ray Stevens' live TV show. And um, he's amazing. And he's He is a studio quality player. And he came back from going back to his hometown and and this song it started with with a musical kind of that musical groove that he had and for some reason I just I remembered something one of my teachers said to me when I said I didn't do nothing and she said because <laughs> I, I was kind of the class cut up and she, Mabel Kilgore our math teacher had her back you know writing on the board and I I, I cracked a class up on something, and she turned around, knowing it was probably me. And she said, <laughs> "She said, wouldn't it?" And I said, "I didn't do nothing." She said, "It's not what you did; it's what you didn't do." And that was one something I never forgot. And so, <laughs> although it was about that and kind of funny, the song is about, uh, you know. In fact, I think there's a new song is that Pierce girl has got a song. What he didn't do, you know, or something like that's sort of. Oh, yeah, same definitely. That was just a hit. a hit. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, I didn't cheat, I didn't lie. So her leaving took me by surprise. <laughs> Somebody is uh, uh, neglecting, you know, that this is, this is a story that really hit home and it's been recorded by a bunch of different people and I, I'm, I love it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, so, anyone, all right. Well, this Any is a question. No, I'll take okay. it. I, I think there are several of these songs that probably helped buy the farm for you. I'm kind of sure. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, this right. is What I Didn't Do. It's Steve Warner and our very, very special guest, last part of the show, has been Mr. Wood Newton. And I uh, would look forward to seeing you. Thank yeah, one of again, all my, uh, my uh, the, these four songs are on one album that I that are out on me. It's called "My Roots Are in These Trees," and it's got these four songs along with um, six others that are not as big a hits. But anyway, you've got a you okay, got a website. Thank you all, man. Sure. I really appreciate you. Yeah, what have you got a website? Well, you find me on. It's not just thing, but you can just Google my name and, and uh, all, all kinds of stuff comes up. The Wikipedia is like a website that has it has yeah. all, a, a good number of my songs and who they were and all that. And it's still still going, and I'm I'm gonna still going. as long as I'm having enjoying it and everything, I'm gonna keep doing it. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much. And by the way, I did Google you, and I couldn't. I, there was tons of stuff about Wood Newton on there. So. Some of it you can even talk about. All right. Thanks, oh, Wood. Good. <laughs> okay, man. Enjoyed it. We'll 
we'll see right. y'all soon. Okay. All right. All thanks, right. Wood. What I didn't do, this is Steve Warner. We'll be back in a minute. I didn't cheat and I didn't lie So her leaving took me by surprise Just a note on the table Saying we're through At first I went crazy So it took me some time But I finally read me not what I did, it's what I didn't do. I didn't tell her each day I loved her. I took it for granted. Somehow she show today with Helene Cronin and with 
Mr. Wood Newton, and we look forward to bringing more shows your way every Saturday at equestrianlegacy.net, and you can catch all of these shows on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. And uh, join us for Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. That's every Thursday beginning at noon Central Standard Time where we have great guests for the Campfire Cafe and then great guests on Saddle Up America. And I'm looking forward to next week's show where we will have Williamson Branch joining us and our good friend, Ms. Tisha Hedden. So it's going to be a great show. It all starts live at noon Central Standard Time at equestrianlegacy.net. Darling, I love you. And we're going to close this with another Helene Cronin song. It's called Halfway Back to Nashville. Knoxville. Halfway Back to Knoxville. <laughs> Not Nashville. We're in Nashville. But Halfway Back to yeah, Knoxville. We're, we're... <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And, uh, and join us next Saturday at equestrianlegacy.net. Got down way back in my rearview mirror, one hill of a strong tailwind. Every mile I make keeps getting clearer where I belong, ain't where I've been. About to cross muddy mist. Pick up speed at the Tennessee line. If I had to get, I guess it's fifty-fifty. But what I left is what I'll find tonight.